Welcome back to week four of our next-gen podcast called As Ambassadors. A parenting series. A parenting series. Betsy, how are you? I'm good. I have a little bit of a cold. Well, that's okay. I'm glad you got the COVID test and it came back negative. So that's <laughs> a good thing. Don't tell everyone that I got a COVID test because I was worried even though hey, I have a better cold. better safe than sorry. It's true. I'm negative. But this week, we are talking about identity. And now... This is hitting close to home. This is a heavy one, and I want you to listen to this. If you're not resting as a parent in your identity in Christ, you will look for identity in your children. Holy cow. You just dove right in there. I jumped in. What do you? What are your thoughts on that? I didn't know you were going to go straight there, but we talked about this ahead of time. This subject, I think, is a bit of a heavy one because it can be convicting. Yeah. And then we had this discussion about whether that's a good thing or a bad thing to feel convicted. What do you think? As uh, it's not easy. Um, but I know that through our kind of discussing this topic and for all of you listening, um, this is necessary. Um, some of the stuff we're going to talk about in the next uh, few minutes, are, it's heavy, it's good, it's challenging. Um, but at the end of the day, what we want as Christians is we want to be centered in Christ. And that's kind of at the crux, at the heart of, of what we're going to talk about. Yes. And actually, <clears throat> we know we're going through this book together called Parenting and we're kind of loosely referencing it. And one of the things that really stands out was, so when you said being grounded in Christ, it, it makes me think about this, this th- the concept that he talks about in the book of like coming to your parenting, being full mm-hmm. instead of needy. Yeah. So if you're full of your identity and your purpose and your sense of meaning and all of that comes from God, comes from God's acceptance, knowing that you are God's child, God's beloved, you know, that you are resting in his forgiving grace, all of that, that you then go to parenting full rather than empty. Yeah. Empty is where you're trying to get those particular things that God can actually meet met through your children. Yeah, and the way it's it's talked about, and I love the visual image of the vertical and the horizontal, mm-hmm. is that um, that's kind of our two options for finding our identity, for centering ourselves, um, is where do we look? Do we look vertically, which is ultimately looking to, to God to find out who we are and why we're here. Um, we have a creator, God, who loves us and knows us, and offers us a chance to really, truly understand who we are in Him. Right. And when we get our identity in His love and acceptance, in His grace, His presence, His power, we come into parenting not empty, but full. Yeah. And actually, you know what? Over the course of... This is why sometimes the emptiness syndrome is... Is that literally, <laughs> officially what it's called? Emptiness syndrome? I don't think it's syndrome. Well, it sounds is very it? official, though. It That's does, good. but... so. So I think that it sneaks up on you, right? You don't realize that you're actually trying to get your identity met, your needs met through your children. And then all of a sudden they're gone. You're like, who am I? That's like a classic thing that sort of happens when you pour all of who you are into your kids and then hoping without even realizing it. And this is why this pot, this particular one is going to be hard. It's because I really want to encourage parents to kind of dig deep and say, ooh, have I been doing this? Because it sneaks up on you. You don't even realize that you've been doing it. And it sneaks up on all of us. And these are fundamental essential questions we've been asking ourselves for centuries. Who am I? 
and why am I here? Right. And this is a question that's just kind of in us that we're looking for these answers and we can seek the answers in God or we can seek the answers elsewhere. And yes, I cut you off because you were going to say horizontally. So horizontally is, is instead of getting your needs met in God and answering those questions, right, of who God created you to be, horizontally is looking to creation. Right. So not, not just, creator, your, I mean, we're creation. talking about specifically kids, but it is actually creation, things that are in this world that we look to horizontally to get those needs met. And that never goes well. Either. It doesn't, but it's so, in some ways, it is in our nature. It's in our broken nature. Think about it. It's yeah. possessions, accomplishments, career, spouse. Yeah. And obviously, we're talking about our kids. Right. These are things that we so often use to define who we are and what makes us valuable. It's the car we drive, the house we own, the things we've accomplished, the job we have, uh, how awesome. I have an awesome spouse. Thank um, you. But I don't I have, want. It's weird because I have an awesome oh, spouse. Really? Oh, really? I do. But okay. I don't want that to be my identity. Is that I have this spouse, or that we are this couple, mm-hmm. um, or the career that I have? I mean, it's it's so easy for us to do that, and so common. Yeah. And that's kind of the horizontal identity. Um, is when you are defining yourself by those things. Yeah. And when we get so attached to these things, this is when the the, the concept of identity crisis happens. Because you might leave that job if that job has become, right, your, that job has become your identity, identity. Then you're like, who am I? Because this is gone. This part of me is gone. So one of the things the book talks about, and I really, it says just three things, okay, about how generally parents get into the trap of getting their identity met with, with their children. He said, first of all, it's very natural. So like mm-hmm. if you've done it, like Dave just said, it's part of your broken nature. So if, you, if we've done it, just know it's natural and it is hard to fight, but we need to fight against that. Okay. Number two, this is like the best one ever. Parenting is a miserable place to look for your identity. Is yeah. that not so true? Yeah. Our kids are crazy. <laughs> our kids are crazy, which is fine. Don't make me laugh because that makes me cough. But they're they're broken people. They're rebellious. They're self-centered. I mean, I'm not knocking our kids. I think we all are in general, but you, you can see that. It's just part of the developmental process. Right. right. They're, yeah. So what if kind of a funny place to find our identity in these right. little beings that are just broken and trying to find their way in the world. Yeah. And if you are trying to shape their behavior to the point where if they can just become this this thing, this makes me feel good about myself as a parent. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, those it's the arrows pointing back at you. you we have to start to be pay, to pay attention to. Um, like, you know, I need them to be successful because it makes me feel like I'm a good parent, those kinds of things. Yeah, the sure. third one is... Oh man, this is actually really... This is the heavy one. This is one of the heavy ones. And this is actually why we need to to not do it. Make our children, get our identity needs met through our children. It is a crushing burden for your children to have to get up every morning and carry the heavy load of our identities and meaning and purpose and all the expectations and demands that goes along with it. Oh, Yeah, I mean, I think they may not consciously understand that, but they take that on. Yeah. Um, they won't even know how to articulate it. It's just something for some kids. It's just something they've taken on for years, and it feels really heavy. Yeah, and it's not fair. No, that's a burden that should not be on them. Yeah, and it's not helping them, and it's not helping us. That's for sure. Absolutely. Um, so, I want to jump to uh, maybe just like a personal story. I know that when we moved here to. Um, the Philly area, 
um, and starting this new job, there was an internal subconscious, I think, desire for me, this is a personal story, for me to, I don't know, put on a good face or be seen as, I don't know, good or respectable or, you know, something like that. And I remember early on um, when my kids started in kids' church and, and the teen group and they would be, you know, goofy or something, there was this part of me that's like, oh, that's too, that's too far. You've gone, you've been, you're too goofy. You're too mm. silly. Mm. And it's not really in my nature to think like that, but I had to catch myself and say, listen, that's, that's who they are. That's not me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to stifle who they are or control who they are so that it makes me feel better about myself or is somehow a reflection on who I am as a person. Um, and it, it, it dawned on me that it's not about me. When I watch my kids be who they are, um, it's not about me. Mm. It's about them. Right. I want to encourage and build them up and do who God wants them to be, not who I want them to be, because it's not about me. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, Dave? We, You had told me that story, and you asked, you know, should I share it? And because it came up for you when we were preparing this podcast— mm-hmm. And, and in that conversation, we also were reflecting on how our children feel about their their sense of their own identity mm-hmm. versus their relationship with us, right? Um, and this flows into something that I'm learning in my program, which is, you know, marriage and family therapy program that I'm in right now. And we talked about how one of our kids was saying, you know, I, I love you, but I need you to not be around in these circumstances because I really care about what you think about me. Mm-hmm. And we were, and then you and I were reflecting like, Hey, is that, is that a good thing? Like that's, and on one hand, that's a good thing that, that we want our kids to um, care about what we think about them. But then we started thinking about the fact that identities need to not be fused together because yeah. he needs to be able, or she one of our children needs to be able to flourish in themselves that who God's created them to be outside of what we, you know, even think about that. Yeah. And that's a, that's a really hard concept because I think um, two things happen in, in relationships within families between parents and children um, that you have to work hard to find a balance between. And one of them is called fused where, where you kind of, we talk about in our program where um, I end and you begin, but we don't know where, that line is right. Yep. And then the other one is cut off this idea of emotional cutoff, like, you know, um, where your kid, you know, completely doesn't care. In fact, trying to get away from you as much as they can. And Mm -hmm. we were saying that we have to be careful because if children do have a fused identity that it will be their go-to. Yeah. They will have to try to run to go to the emotional cutoff because it's, it's too much. And it's the only way they know to have space from us. And so, and as they run, because our identity is so fused with theirs, we're not going to let them cut off. Oh, yeah. We're what do we want to do, right? Chase after them. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're defining who we are. Right. So wait, that's no, my I identity. Need you, I, need I need you to be in this. Yeah. So we oh, often man. talk about this, and this challenges me too. Um, as a parent and as a member of my own family, we talk about differentiation, which is this balance between being an individual and having meaningful connection. And so that's, I think, too, part of this conversation of like, how do we encourage our kids to, yeah, you know, care about what we think, but not care too much where it's like stifling who they need to be? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's a hard, it is a hard balance. And it also, this fuse, this idea of being fused and our identities fused does really explain 
why we can get so easily hurt or angry oh, yeah. or just, you know, frustrated because it's so bound to who we are or to mm-hmm. how we think things should be. Mm-hmm. And it becomes so personal. It becomes personal. And you and yeah. I have talked about this. I have yeah. felt personally hurt by our kids, which mm-hmm. is in some ways just not fair, mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and even the situations that I can think of, they weren't intending to hurt me. Right. They weren't, it's not like one of those where it's very clear, oh, I'm going to try and hurt my parents and I'm going to say this or do this. But they were just being who they were and somehow that hurt me. Right. I know one of the things that he talks about in the book is like a warning sign that if you, you know, identity is too close and maybe this goes along with what you're saying is he says, so let's say that happened, whatever that was, whether it was like, um, I don't know the situation, but you've asked him to do something and he hasn't done it or they said something to you and that the phrase is, how could you do this to me? Mm -hmm. You know, and this is an identity question. How could you do this to me? It means like you're wrapped up into their behavior so much that it has now become a personal attack on your sense of person of what they've just done. Your identity. Right. Yep. And, um, Oh man, and this is such good stuff to sift through and it is really hard stuff. So uh, you shared a story, so I'm going to share a little bit of a confession too um, that you confession don't know booth. is coming. But no, I, I think it does have to do with identity. You know, I grew up in a system that what I would call was a very blaming system, which actually can really take a toll on someone's identity. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also it's wrapped up in identity because the parent doesn't want to take ownership of anything. So I grew up in, you know, in... Um, in a family where like if, if we had to figure out whose fault it was. And so my confession is like our kids would do something. And do you know what I would say? I mean, we've talked about it before. How bad it is, is that I would say, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? Mm. Like, why would you do that? What's wrong with you? And I didn't even realize that I was saying it, but that is actually an identity harming question because what that is doing is putting shame onto your kids yeah. instead of allowing them to experience guilt, which is natural feeling a bad feeling when you've done something wrong. You, we actually want our courage. We want our, our kids to encourage. We want to encourage our kids to feel guilt yeah, when normal. they've done something wrong right. because it leads That's to part empathy. Of the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what we don't want them is to walk away feeling that they are somehow defective. Yeah, and not worth it. You know, and so the, even the way we talk about habits that our kids are into, mm-hmm. um, bad habits that they know that they're they're doing. You know, I. I, I, we had to talk to one of our kids about one of their bad habits. And because this kid was saying, one of our kids was saying, oh, I'm such a bad person. Remember? Mm-hmm. I'm such a bad person. And we were saying, no, 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 you have a bad habit. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. Right. And those are two different things. And so I'm checking myself and saying, too, what's underneath that? When I want to say what's wrong with you, you know, so I need to even figure out, like, why do I have to find out whose fault it is and make sure that it's not my fault because mm. I'm the good parent. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm doing my job. Mm-hmm. Well, it must be you that's messing up. Obviously. And yeah. obviously. And so those are identity questions that that can harm our kids. Can I just say one last thing about that? Because this just, just one last thing. Then this one last thing. And then kidding. please, this totally rocked my world. And because I think parents are probably listening right now and they're like, but isn't it like a good thing that we want our kids to be successful, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and 
to make good choices and sounds rational. Right. Like all of the all of the good things. To yeah. accomplish things, to live yeah. up to their potential, all of that. Yeah, good, good grades, study hard, you know, all that stuff. Totally. Like every parent wants that for their kid, right? Mm-hmm. And so so then the question becomes like, what where is the line cross become when it becomes more about you than about them? And that's right. something that every parent has has to figure out. But this this quote really rocked my world. He said the desire for successful children is a good thing that has become a bad thing because it's become a ruling thing. Yep. And that has totally, you know, challenged me. When this happens, when it becomes a ruling thing, then it harms our kids in the name of something good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's in our nature to want our kids to succeed. So that's not bad, but it's really how far we push the agenda. That's something we really as parents need to pay close attention to. Yeah. Um, and like at the core of us pushing our kids for better grades, more school activities, more studies, what is it? What's yeah. driving us? Yeah. And there, are, and you really have to know your child. And, and again, you really have to discern, am I, is this about me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because there are times like we've had to push our kids to do things because we know, we knew that they would never do it. Yeah. Um, we're not saying you should never push your kids. We're not saying you should never, you know what I mean? Encourage them to be successful. Yeah. We have, uh, we have two awesome kids who are doing great. And one in particular who's very intelligent doesn't try very hard Yeah, because they don't need to. Yeah. So what we just need, we're trying to find that balance of how do we push this child of ours, um, not to get better grades or be better, but to try. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that pushed them like, and also Mark talked about this in his sermon. So if you're pushing your kids to have good grades, right? Like you need to assess a couple of things. Mark talked about in his sermon, how sometimes parents need to, they vicariously live through their kids. And maybe in this situation, if you're pushing your kids to have bad, good, good grades because you had bad grades and you need them, you need your kid to have good grades so that it makes you, that sort of oh, for sure. writes that yeah, wrong. And I've had to check myself because I was similar as a kid. School was easy for me, so I didn't try. Yeah. And that created bad habits of just like not trying because I just didn't need to. Yeah. And I've had to break those over the years um, and, you know, still working on it. But it is one of those things I want my kids to know, hey, uh, it's not about the grades. It's about just doing your best, yeah. trying. Yeah. But is that because of me? Is that I'm trying to get my need met? Yeah. I you, didn't try, so right. I'm going to dump Am that I on Am I pushing them, him because that, you didn't, also you didn't get pushed enough? So or this like is all that, of those. that identity check. Why am I doing this? What is driving me? Is it really this pure natural desire for my children to um, do their best in life? Or is it me trying to relive and redo my childhood Yeah. and do it better? So we all need identity checks. Absolutely. Yeah. And what's interesting is uh, I made this uh, correlation as I was thinking about this earlier today. So we talk about these kind of things we push our kids in, these success markers of grades. Um, We're thinking about what what do we want for them? Why are we pushing them? We want good grades. We want them to have a good career. We want them to, you know, be successful, have a good home, a solid marriage, like all these things, which are good. Those are all good things. 
Um, but what's interesting is all of those things are the horizontal things. Mm, interesting. When we talked earlier, Betsy, about vertical. finding our identity in vertical versus horizontal, all of those things that we think in our head, what we want for our kids, are all the horizontal things. Ooh, yeah. And how, I don't, I'm still processing through it because it's a little bit new for me. Right. Because I don't think those things are necessarily bad in and of themselves. But but they become idols. They become idols. That's a yeah. really great way to put it. Yeah. And that we haven't then, we haven't done our kids any favors because they don't know in their heart who they are as God's child. Right. And they're yeah. thinking as we're raising them that that is how they right. will be a successful person or a good person or yeah. those are... I guess for them, normal identity markers. Oh, mm -hmm. I guess if I have a successful job or I guess right. if, you know, I get good grades or then I will be what I need to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as Christians, we we can, I, I think, all acknowledge, yes, we can find our identity in Christ. You know, we've heard that, you know, as church people for so long. Um, and no, we don't want to search for identity in, in the horizontal things. But in our parenting so often, we flip that around and teach um, the horizontal identity instead mm -hmm. of the vertical identity. Yeah. Pretty directly. Directly, also primary instead of secondary. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes the priority. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty Wow, heavy that's that a I'm, great. I really like your takeaway on that. I wish I had a, had a solution. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this is all about, I think this, this is a journey of self-awareness. Mm -hmm. So when we talked about in the beginning of this parenting podcast, that it's not, it's not necessarily about, it's not the self-help. So, you know, the top 10 ways to figure out this so that you can, you know, you're done, right? Right. You've figured it all out. Um, but really about a reorienting. Yeah. Reorienting your life, reprioritizing your life, doing the identity checks. Um, speaking of checks, he does offer some checks and yep. I, I like that. So we could, that is something practical. I think that's helpful for people who are listening of just like, how do I know I'm caught in this trap? Yeah. You know? And we, let's be honest. Most of us are caught in the trap. Yeah. And because, because this is so important. When you become a parent, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. Yeah. So it happens within cultures. It happens within family cultures. It happens with family pressures. It happens from your family systems. It's generational stuff as we just listened to one of Mark's sermons about the three chairs. And if you haven't seen that one, go check that out. Um, but you know, these are generational things. So it doesn't, all of this does not happen in a vacuum. Yeah. And so it takes extra work to sift through it all. Right. But, but here are some checks. Um, so are you, do you have too much of a focus on success? success right. So the, the key there is like too much. Mm -hmm. And so the question would be like, at what cost is happening to what detriment? Mm -hmm. I think those are good questions to ask. Sometimes we don't ask that question like this is good, but at what cost? Mm-hmm. And to ignore the cost is, is, is not helping. And also who is the successful for now? Yeah. Because it, sometimes I think, you know, they hear, you hear the stories of successful people and they've gotten older. And, um, I think I recently was listening to John Legend podcast and, you know, he's like a, an amazing pianist, but he was saying like, yeah, his parents made him practice. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like you never have, we're not, we're not saying don't ever, you know, push your kids to practice. Um, but it has to be something where, is it too much? Mm -hmm. Are you making them practice so that they can become the pianist that you never right. could Check become? Right, check yourself. Right. The second one is, 
too much concern about what? Reputation. Yeah. And that was part of what you shared, which yep. I really appreciated you sharing mm-hmm. that, is that that became an identity check for you where you're right. like, oh, is yeah. this uncomfortable feeling I'm having about watching my kid more about me or more about them? Right. Yep. Next uh, one. Third one is too great of a desire for control. Ooh. It's a toughie. That's a yeah. hard one. We're in a, we're in a world of helicopter parents. I tend to lean that way myself. So, um, where are you with this? This is another self check. Yeah. Um, it's okay to want safe boundaries for your kids, mm-hmm. and as they mature, those boundaries grow. Yeah. That's our job. I get that. But there's the too great of a desire for control. There's yeah. and there's the motivation. Why? Why do you want? What is it about control? your identity that you need to control so much? Right. I think the question there is like, am, is what I'm doing empowering? Or disempowering, and I've a lot. Of, I've had a lot of conversations it. with parents. They're like, "How do I know that you know he's clinging to me?" And how do I know that you know I'm? And I said, "Well, is it helping him ultimately move into an empowering or in disempowering place?" Yeah, that's and great. So, so number four, too much emphasis on doing rather than being. Yeah, I think we do our kids a disservice if they walk away feeling that they are what they do. Yeah, and this is the horizontal. Versus vertical. Right. Uh, also, I mean, we want to teach identity in Christ, plain and simple. And yeah. we need to learn to embrace that ourselves. Um, but it doesn't mean we don't do the do's, you know? Yeah. We need to be who God has designed us to be and find our identity in him. Yeah. But we can be successful. We can have a decent job. We can, you know, all those things that we want for ourselves and our kids are, are not bad. Um, but when we put too much emphasis on those things, we've gotten things flipped, flipped around. Yeah. Oh no, I really want to insert, but we're kind of running out of time. But my favorite, one of my favorite theological concepts has to do with doing and being. So can I say it? Go for it. I think this just really helps and maybe can flow into parenting as well. But as a Christian, we need to make sure that our doing is coming out of our being. So that's a really simple way of saying it, but we're grounded in the promises of who we are in God as God's kids, as God's beloveds, um, as God's adopted children, and that it's out of that that we do. What happens is you could get it the wrong way. You could do in order to earn all of this right. favor and all this stuff, and that's the wrong reasons to do do. And sometimes kids do so that they try to, they know their parents are, their worth is connected to their doing. Yeah. So, and the last one, and we should end here, and we also really want to encourage parents after this one to really do some identity checks in your own life. But the last one here is, are you putting too much temptation to make it personal? Yeah. It's not about us. Not about you. It's mm-hmm. about God. So what do you think, Dave? Good place to I think to that's heavy stuff. Uh, it's good stuff to wrestle with. Um, I'm glad I get to wrestle with it with you. And yeah. for all of you listening, take some time, think through these things, ask questions. Um, seek the scriptures, uh, seek time with God, and check yourself. Search uh, where are you finding your identity, in your kids or in your creator? Yep. Awesome. Have a great week, and we will see you yeah. next time. We'll see you next time. <laughs>